What is up? Hello there. My name is Jessica Patching Bunch. You can call me JPB. And this is Brain Body Resilience. This is a podcast dedicated to growth, human development, and stressing a little bit less so you can go ahead and live a little bit more. Hello and good day to you. Welcome back. This is episode number 70 of the Brain Body Resilience Podcast. Today, I want to talk about what nervous system hygiene is. I mention it a lot, and we haven't had an episode dedicated to what that means and what it is and how to actually use a nervous system hygiene practice to create more balance, stress a little bit less, and live a little bit more. First, I just want to start by reminding us all that we cannot live our best life in survival mode. When we are in a constant state of stress and overwhelm, our nervous system is receiving the message that there is a threat and we need to protect against it. This is when our stress response system goes into red alert, fight or flight mode to protect us and give us the resources that we need to, in fact, face that threat. Since most of our threats that we face are no longer about immediate physical danger on a daily basis, these resources aren't as useful in our sedentary lives, and they can actually become detrimental if they're not used and processed. This is where that nervous system hygiene practice comes in. There are a couple different parts to this. So we can use the nervous system hygiene to practice balancing between our sympathetic and parasympathetic systems, those two sides of our autonomic nervous system, the kind of off switch and on switch, and practice our ability to flip that switch. We are meant to have all of the feelings and experience all of the states of being human, the ones we like that feel good and easy, and the ones we don't like. The ones that don't necessarily feel good, the anger, the sadness, grief, pain, hurt, All of the ones that are uncomfortable and vulnerable, the ones that we try and push away and ignore. And sometimes the uncomfortable is the joy that we've never let ourselves feel. The confidence that we are just learning, the self-trust that we need to let our system know that we can handle the threats we face. But if we don't have a habit of recognizing and allowing in these feelings, it's going to be uncomfortable. We are meant to have all of these experiences, and we're not meant to stay at any one of them. That's where we run into trouble. There's that saying, this too shall pass. That is both for the good times and for the bad. When things are good, cherish what is and be present because this too shall pass. When things feel shitty and you're not sure how you're going to get through it, just hang in there because this too shall pass. The only thing that we can be certain of is change. And yet we hold on to things. We hold on to routines. We hold on to people and places and things that are familiar to us because we feel like if we are able to have these things that make us feel like we know what's going on, that there is some kind of certainty, that we have some kind of control. And I think that this rug has been pulled out from under us in the last few years So if you're struggling with this, I will tell you again, the only thing certain is that everything is constantly changing, even when we can't see it. And no, that probably doesn't make you feel any better. But if we can remind ourselves when things are going awry, 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 that everything changes and this too shall pass. 
it can be a source to anchor to. So we don't get swept up into our own kind of running thoughts that will, for a lot of us, definitely run away with us. Um, And I have run away with myself on a tangent here. So let's get back to it. We can use our nervous system hygiene to practice balancing and switching back and forth in our state of being from elevated to calm. We can also use our nervous system hygiene practice to expend some of those resources we're getting from the daily activation of our stress response because we encounter stress daily and we have to complete that cycle daily. Nervous system hygiene practice is just like your other hygiene practices. You may not feel like brushing your teeth or showering every day, And it may not seem like it's really doing anything significant at those moments, but if you don't shower for days, you're going to stink, your skin is going to get funky, and it's going to be super noticeable. And, you know, brushing your teeth for a couple minutes each day doesn't seem like maybe it's doing anything, but if you don't do it, eventually your teeth will fall out, you won't be able to chew, and then the inflammation will go to your digestive system, it'll go to your cardiovascular system and your lymph system, and then you're falling apart. And I know that that's spiraled quickly, but that's what will happen. So let's get to the what part of this nervous system hygiene practice. The how, the what is it that you're doing? My number one go-to is breath work. But here's the kind of caveat with that. If we don't understand how our breath works, the physiology of our breath, we don't know how to navigate and use it as a tool. So if you haven't listened to the BBR miniseries in episodes 50 to 60, go back and do that for all of the details on breath and physiology and brain and stress and all of the pieces, the kind of foundations of brain-body resilience, and get yourself up to speed there. So breath work. Your breath is a direct line of communication to your nervous system and a way to flip that switch to navigate. Um, Number two, sleep. Sleep is so significant to our ability to function and regulate ourselves. There is so much happening in our sleep. We used to think that when we went to sleep, our brains just kind of shut off and went to a rest period. And now we know that your brain is actually much more active in that time of sleep than it is when we are awake. It's consolidating all of the sensory input, the memories, the experiences that you've had from the day, trying to make sense of it, trying to store which ones are relevant. There's a lot going on. It's also cleaning up your brain, cleaning up out the toxins, cleaning out your body. You need to be sleeping. Hydration. Again, um, your brain just doesn't function without it. We are made of like 80% water and most of us don't drink enough of it. And when you don't have what you need, you don't function well. Same thing with proper nutrition. Go back and listen to the mini series for a lot more information on all of these things. Exercise and movement. We are meant to move. And this is one of the best ways to expend those resources and help to alleviate stress, manage anxiety. Um, go listen to the miniseries. <laughs> Keep trying. I really want to get into these again, but th- that's not the point. I've, we've done that. So go back and listen. Um, another thing, time in nature. We adapt to nature so quickly and looking at specific pieces of scenery in natural scapes, leaves, and, and certain geometric shapes called fractals our brain responds in a very specific way. It's very calming to our brain. Time in nature, journaling, cold showers, humming, singing, activating that vagus nerve, massage, self-massage, mindfulness and meditation. All of these things can be a, a piece of your nervous system hygiene. And it's not about if it works, 
because they do. That's just because that's how we work. You're interacting with your nervous system and the input will elicit a certain response, will give you a certain output. So it's not if it works, but it's if you're doing it, how you're doing it. And all of these things will work. They will not work equally for every person, depending on your experience, and they may not work equally for you each day. So you have to play with it and know that you have all of these tools kind of in your bag to pull from. And again, just taking the two, five, 10 minutes a day, a couple times a day, whatever time you have to a lot in, you know, each, and that will change daily as well. But take the time to do these things each day. And it may not feel like it's making any significant shifts right away. And you might, but the real magic is in consistency. Consistent practice of these things will change how you function. It will change how your nervous system responds to the world around you. And it will build confidence and trust in yourself to show up and care for yourself, to step in, to handle the things. And so when we think about nervous system hygiene, I think physiology is the first thing that that our focus is drawn to. And it is, you are interacting with your physiology and helping to steer it. But there's a whole biopsychosocial consideration view that we need to be taking because all of these things affect how your nervous system responds and the level of safety we feel as our baseline. And then also remembering that these things can be and are always changing with experience, the experiences that we have that make up our lives. Your cells aren't connected to the outer environment. Your nervous system interprets the information given by our sensory um, systems, sight, smell, touch, sound, you know, auditory, um, hearing. All of your senses are sending information to your nervous system and that is input that is translated to your cells. That is information that is translated to your cells, programming that is translated to every cell in your body. Everything is an interpretation and everyone interprets things differently based on every life experience that we've ever had and, and our perspective that's been created by that, the lens through which we view the world. And this is why, you know, because of this interpretation, this is why we touch our body during breath work or why we feel anything in our body. When we put our attention there, we are directing energy to that space. Attention is energy and we direct our attention and focus. We do that. And so our nervous system is a translator. It's translating your interpretation of yourself, of your environment, of the beliefs that you have to the rest of your body. Every single cell is listening for instructions. Your body is just an amplifier of experience. And for example, think about listening to your favorite song or seeing just the most incredible view or sunset that you've ever seen. These are reinterpretations of the information that your senses are giving to your system to make sense of and create that experience, create that interpretation. And the awe that you feel is the amplification of that. We believe we're living in, you know, a space based on what we know, what we have in our conscious mind but it's actually the subconscious mind that runs the show. 95% of our time, the subconscious is directing our behaviors, our reactions, us. And this comes from early childhood learning and habits that we have formed over a lifetime. When your mind is occupied, your your subconscious acts. So to truly navigate your day-to-day, you have to slow down. You have to give your mind space to rewrite the patterns that exist into something that is useful now something that is serving you now. Think about times when you're just completely engulfed in a a conversation or consumed in thought and you're driving or walking or or kind of doing something mindlessly and then you realize or 
you realize that you haven't been paying attention. I actually did this when I was reading earlier today. I read a whole page and I was like, I have no idea what that was because I was actually just thinking about something else. I was still reading, but I don't, I don't know what it was. When we're doing these things and we realize like, how did I get here? How did, how did I get home? I was just, I know I was driving, but how was I doing that? Because I wasn't paying any attention. It's your subconscious mind. The habits that have been formed from doing things over and over and over and over and over again until that particular thing doesn't have to take up your conscious energy. And so again, when your mind is occupied, when you're thinking, your subconscious takes over with those patterns and habits that have already been written. And so presence and mindfulness allows you to stop the program that exists and act with intention to create new program. Because we've made a habit of thinking all the time, of keeping our mind busy all the time. So we have to slow down and create a little bit of space. And this, my friends, is what having a nervous system hygiene practice is all about. Pressing pause, creating space, choosing how to navigate the inevitable stress that and, and uncertainty that we face in this life as humans. And so I urge you to take a moment and think about how you can add in, where you can add in just a couple of moments to create this nervous system hygiene habit of your own. And I'm going to leave it there. That's it. Wrapping this up, my challenge to you this week is just to try one or two of those things that I listed out and create a routine of your own this week. See how it feels. Play around with it. Add, subtract as it works best for you. Because again, if it doesn't work for you, then it doesn't work. It can work great for somebody else, but that's their that's their life. That's their story. That's their experience. And that doesn't really have anything to do with us. So you have to make it work for you. As always, I am truly, truly grateful that you are here spending your time with me. You could be anywhere and you choose to be here spending your time. Our most precious of resource here with me. And I do not take that for granted. If you like this episode, if you found it useful, go give the podcast five stars. And if you have 30 seconds to spare, uh, write a review. And I am super grateful in advance for this. This is how other folks can find the podcast. And it is my mission to just share this information with everybody that could possibly hear it. Because I think everyone should know that we have so much more agency over ourselves. We have the ability to interact with our nervous system and change the way that we are experiencing this life. I want everyone to know that. So um, if you could help me, that would be just incredibly amazing. And I am so grateful. Thank you. All right, that's it. Have a beautiful week. Until next time, peace out.